Mr. Feldman, Dovid, great to see hey. you back, man. Yes, yes, it's my pleasure to be here. I'm, I'm always happy to see you. I'll have you on every day if I could. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, I mean, everybody has seen the title probably, How to Not Get Divorced During Quarantine. I think we have to talk about Good it, luck. man. Good luck with that, right? Good luck with that. <laughs> um, let's just start off with your own quarantine. How's it going? How's the wife? How's everybody? Uh, thank God, you know, we live here in Chicago. Uh, the weather's turning to, you know, summertime and the spring has been beautiful. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you see some of my photos that I put up of my garden. So that's such a beautiful place to spend time in. Hmm. Um, I'm going a little stir crazy with the uh, staying inside. It's a little tough, you know, it, it just feels like um, sometimes I feel all the pressure, you know, all of a sudden, like you almost like somebody's got their hands on your throat that you can't get out and you can't go anywhere and you can't do anything. And things that you normally did, you know, are no longer available. So I guess that's like a, a big part of it is like this mental game, you know, because on a day to day, I mean, so I don't go to my office instead I work in my, in my home office, but mm. I still, I still go to the park with the kids and go to the lake and, you know, so we're, we're surviving. Thank God. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. And, you as a, a family therapist your phone must be going off non-stop <laughs> emails coming in twitter dms people begging you yeah. please dope it help me man i'm losing my mind my wife is nagging me <laughs> yeah it's really funny i mean it's it's true there's there's a lot of pressure that comes up with people who are um now full-time at home working from home mm -hmm. and just trying to balance you know the one person has a home office and the other person works in the bedroom or uh, a lot of times a lot of issues come up with the you know wife and the mommy with the kids big issues come up there because everyone has to you know reprioritize the way they see family life you know and the routines that people had had in the past which are so crucial the structures that people had maintained in order to function in a relationship have crumbled on some mm. level. And so that definitely causes a lot of stress mm. and a lot of areas of fighting, you know, because all of a sudden it's like, hey, you know, who's doing this now and who's supposed to do that and who's who's doing the schoolwork with the kids and, you know, um, who, you know, I need time for myself. And, you know, I used to be at the office for eight hours a day and now I can only do three hours and. A lot of issues do come up. Hmm. And what do you personally think as a therapist, right? What do you think when guys, uh, because I've heard these stories in my personal environment, but also, you know, from the news and stuff, people say, I please open up the city, please open up the schools, get rid of this lockdown. I'm losing my mind. These kids are killing me. My wife is killing me. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm losing it, man. I'm losing it. <laughs> they can't survive in their house for months or two that's crazy right yeah it's been here in america it's been about seven weeks seven or eight weeks of i think it's been around seven weeks of full lockdown or not not full lockdown but basic lockdown yeah you know um which is a lot you know it's been a lot for a lot of people um you know i think it's hard to answer that question really it, it's a lot of it is politics you know today you know, it almost seems like if you're if you want to send your kids back to school, or if you want things to reopen up, then you're a, a right wing, you know, nut job, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, you don't care about people's lives and things like that. 
And with all the misinformation and not only that, just the plain ignorance, most of us don't know most things about the virus. Um, it's really hard to have a strong opinion, at least for me. I'm not extremely opinionated on what should be. Hmm. You know, how about you? I mean, do you feel strongly one way or the other about what should be done? No, I love it at home, man. They can keep it. They can keep it. They can keep it for like do it like do yeah. finish up the year like this. No worries. Yeah, I'll be good. I love yeah, spending what about time. Games and football games, and you don't do you, do you no. enjoy any of that stuff? No. <laughs> Not at all. No, I just love spending time with my cat, with my fiance. You know, uh -huh. working and taking walks. Everything is quiet and peaceful and. Right. I don't mind at all. Like I've been really getting to know my fiance in a whole nother level these last uh, seven, eight weeks. It's been uh, it's been very special. It's been very special. I uh, I didn't even know there was so much more to learn. You know, I've been with her eight years, and I thought, you know, I think I I I got the gist of it. You know, in eight years, but this is still a lot left, right? You change subtle changes, some big changes, and. I don't know. I, I, I didn't even notice some certain changes now that I look back at it and I spend more right. time with her. It's just, wow. I haven't even noticed this. This really, this is, this is what you like now. <laughs> right. Mean, yeah. She was always like that. You know, that's the interesting thing. She really was always like that. It's just that circumstance never really gave you that view into who she was as a person. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's, we can, you know, that's what so much of marriage is about. You know, oftentimes, do you mind if I, move into this no go topic. ahead please do yeah so it's like really fascinating because you know I, I i get calls from people and and i talk to um men and women who call me up and they're having a certain issue with something you know uh a few days ago this woman called up and she felt really guilty about something that she had done mm. you know with her boyfriend you know and and the guilt was driving her crazy you know and she been seven months and she just couldn't get over her feelings that she did something wrong so I worked, I worked with her through it and I kind of, you know, did whatever I do as a therapist and we, she got some relief and she got some new insights and clarity. But one message I wanted to give her in general was that life is a long journey and there's all different types of, you know, um, hills and valleys along the way. And I was explaining to her, I said, if you think the guilt you're feeling now because you hurt your boyfriend's feelings is anything, then wait till you have kids. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, I have kids, my oldest is 26. And when I look at my 26 year old, I have such pride. And at the same time that I have pride, I can see all the mistakes that I made as a parent, nothing to do with him. He's a fantastic kid, mm -hmm. but I can see the mistakes that I made as a parent, you know? And it's like, I was trying to explain to her, I mean, you got to muscle up a little bit because, you know, if you, you know, if you said something not nice to your boyfriend seven months ago, I mean, you, you're going to be doing this daily to your mm, children. And yep. We have to learn to live yep. with the fact that we make mistakes, you know, and we see different sides of our wife and our kids and our family as life moves forward. And I think, I think you're right. The quarantine has really brought out a lot of different aspects of people's relationships that they were just unaware of you mm. know before they were put in this position definitely definitely you know especially the working thing that's been something that for me uh, uh has 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 shown i've you know i've used to work eight nine hours a day full-time then i come home work for like maybe two or three on my side of my business and then i have you know let's say 10 hours 11 hours a day of work 
I would have some time left for her, you know, like three, two, three. But now, since I'm not going to work, I'm doing the same hours at home. So now it seems a lot more, right? Because you're in the same place. You're like, you're working for 10 hours. I'm like, yeah, these are the hours you usually also would be working, right? We both would be working during these hours. But now just, you know, I'm sitting here. So you're like, hey, are you ever getting out that office? Or are you going to like, what are you going to do in there? (laughs) So a lot of different, you know, insights. It's very pretty. Yeah, but we also got like a couple of good fights in, you know, a couple of arguments about just these new dynamics that kind of surface right yeah for sure yeah yeah definitely and then some of the arguments are um like i said that like you're like you're mentioning you know especially with children you know who do you you know uh, who's taking care of the kids who's doing the online homework with them Mm. who's going to be watching them but um some of the fights that i've seen and quite honestly that i've had have to do with um just the pressure of being bottled up, you know, uh, not just the pressure of being bottled up. Some people, um, and I've noticed this for myself, if you start reading the magazines or the online blogs or start listening to certain news shows, it creates a lot of anxiety in you just in general. Mm. So imagine you're at home and you just listen to this newscast about how many people are dying and how horrible it is and da 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 or you just get bad news. Um, which unfortunately is floating around like crazy nowadays. People do know people who are passing away. Mm. That changes your mood and your um, your 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 headset and your mind frame uh, with regards to how you relate to your family. You know, you're cranky basically, and so the more of that negative stimulus that you let in, which is so hard to ignore nowadays, and it it and it might not be appropriate to ignore it. Things mm-hmm. are happening. Um, the more you let that in, the harder it is to approach your wife and your children with a smile and with a gracious attitude. So, you know, the couples in my personal environment who are having a very rough time. <laughs> so I talk with them and I try to help them in any way I can. You know, I'm not a professional, but I just talk with them and, you know, and I've noticed that some of them are on the verge of breaking up. Like they bought a house, they got everything set up, but they're like, no, I can't do this. I can't sit with you in this house. Wow. A couple of things I would like to ask you about that. First off is, do you think it's possible to now get to this boiling point without any prior issues in a relationship? Do you think a quarantine can do that to a relationship? Well, first of all, there's no such thing as no prior issues in a relationship. I mean, Mm. that's... You know, that's that doesn't exist. Um, I think that the quarantine primarily is going to bring out um, a lot of the issues that are below the surface that haven't had a chance to express themselves, or that the volume was turned down because of the circumstances of life. You know, now we can focus on. I had one. Um, one couple that you know there was an imbalance in their um sexual appetite Mm. and now that they're living with each other 24 7 um whatever coping mechanisms they had to deal with it in the past aren't functioning Mm -hmm. because one person is saying hey you know i'm with you all this time 
their needs and their desires have skyrocketed because they're literally with their partner all the time. So that's just a small example. So they had the problem before. They had coping mechanisms that kind of surrounded their lifestyle that, that put a Band-Aid over the issue. But, you know, we're all like that, right? We all Band-Aid our issues to some extent or another. And then once they started with this, once they started the quarantine, it exasperated the mm. differences and cause, is causing significant stress. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think you can just come up with brand new things. I mean, you can for sure, but my theory is that you know, it's all there. It's just you didn't know it was there. Mm. Now you do. <laughs> now you do. Yeah, now it shows. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> so do you think there's any way, especially now, you know, with the quarantine, you're locked up together, all these new, you know, in this new dynamic and all these new things are showing and you're trying to, you know, kind of push it to the side, you know, we'll get kids and it'll be okay. Or, you know what, I'll get a job, I'll make more money, it'll be okay. Or, you know, I'll start working out, I'll be sexy and then we can have sex again. Right? all these things that you put in the future, now you're gonna kind of have to face the music. But where, where do you start, right? Where do you start with connecting? Because... If you haven't never really had any conversations about these issues, how do you open up? Uh, uh, good question. Excellent. You're a good questionnaire. Thank you. Um, <laughs> let's see. So, in, in, in my general overview, my approach is that the atmosphere of the relationship is much more important than the... Um, um, specifics about um, differences. So when I create an atmosphere in the home of acceptance, patience, gratitude, and goodwill, if I was able, if I create that atmosphere in the home, then the differences between us become um, non-issues. Hmm. So I don't. I'm not a big proponent in general of trying to iron out differences i don't i i think that's a good idea to some extent you know if there's a behavioral pattern that's causing pressure on one of the partners so if there's something that the other basically if there's if there's in some way the other partner is doing something that's totally obnoxious to one of the partners right so yeah you got it you got to take the you know you have to take the um the sliver out of the foot in order for you to walk properly for sure mm. but in general my feeling is that if you want to survive and do well in this time you have to beef up you know being a good partner and when you strengthen that mm. um, that's when the other issues kind of fall to the wayside I mean, we see this with politics even today. Like, if you look at if you look from politics, it's like you can make the biggest deal in the world out of something small. And you see, like, when somebody is anti-Trump or their right wing or the, or their left wing, let's just say, they can take a look at something that a right wing person did and blow it up into like the hugest deal. It's almost as if no other person has ever done this before, hmm. right? And it's like all over the news. Like, let's say right now in America, like with between. People are making, uh, you know, people are making comparisons between Brett Kavanaugh, the the Supreme Court justice, 
his whole process with Me Too versus Joe Biden mm. and his whole process with what's going on. So there's a lot of comparisons going on between the way people are treating that. So again, you see the same thing. When, if you're on the left, you know, you, you could have been viciously anti-Kavanaugh and you can come up with a million reasons why Kavanaugh should not have been the Supreme mm. Court justice, for sure. And then when it comes to Joe Biden, you know, all of a sudden you manufacture reasons why um, that wasn't such a big deal. Hmm. And and vice versa. And the same same thing the other way around. The same people yep. looking at, you know. So the, what the lesson for me for that is, is that when we have a, a loving eye towards somebody, we can treat them and we can find excuses for their behaviors and we don't have to go ballistic over the little differences that we have. We, we have the freedom when we have a loving, caring, connecting eye, when we feel something towards that person, mm. we're able to manufacture, um, you know, excuses and forgiveness and kind of reasons why we can get past whatever differences we have. I don't know if that kind of was a good, a good example. It kind of feels like it was, I understood that example. I don't know if you understood. No, it makes sense. It makes sense, definitely, especially for uh, the way that, People can come up with certain things that they truly believe in, just complete fabricated nonsense to <laughs> reaffirm their own beliefs about whatever it is, right? I think that's a, uh, yeah, that's that's. But and you know the the thing for me with when it comes to love or a partner, whatever relationship here, um, I look at it sometimes i look at it very emotionally like i usually i look at it very practically like these are the problems we have these are solutions for that let's do it you know this problem would be the best and let's do that and sometimes i look at it very emotionally i think maybe that's a feminine side i you know i was raised by my mother when i was younger uh, i can't get through all the 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 fog of emotions sometimes and get to the issue at hand something is blocking me from that like I, I know sometimes what I have to do in order to fix or get over a certain whatever's bothering me or her but I just I can't get to it and I think that's something in, in this quarantine that's gonna be a big issue for a lot of people as well you know these 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 issues that like elephants in a room that both of you are not addressing because maybe because of fear or, you know, maybe it's because, you know, if, if we ignore it, it'll probably go away. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. You know, I know that I've had a communication issue back in back in the, in the day. And I know that communication issue would be solved if I would have been the leader in that situation. If I would have said, OK, now sit down. We're going to talk. We're going to open up about everything that we're not able to open up about, we haven't been able to open up about, but somebody has to take charge, right? Uh, and do you think that somebody has to be the man? Does a man always has to put the emotions to the side and say, okay, you know what? When I'm not angry, I'm not crying, I'm not uh, not sure, we're just gonna, I'm gonna take the lead now. We're gonna fix this. 
a big, you know, that's a definitely a big topic of conversation. You know, because sometimes uh, I want to be the girl. I want to be the girl, so to just, you know, be like the irreasonable and and emotional guy and just yell and scream and get it out of my system and have her come to me and say, okay, you know what, we're gonna fix this. Let me take this out of your hands. We're gonna, you know what, this is this is the road. Let me give you a roadmap. We're gonna. This is how we're gonna do it together. Right? Uh huh. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have that sometimes? You kind of like want to sit back for like. Uh... Oh yeah, for sure. You know, it's interesting. I just put out an article yesterday. Maybe you'll include that as part of the blog, mm. as part of the um, the podcast. Definitely. But I've just written an article about. Do you? The name of the article is called "Do You Know How to Care?" And. Um, the theme of the the theme of the blog post or the article is that you know oftentimes when when our partners get upset about something or they're angry or they're they're sad we off also feel sad and and we we take we absorb some of their negativity meaning we're sad that we're sad that our partner is sad right but in spite of the fact that we're sad because our partner is sad or we get nervous because our partner is nervous or we feel bad for them because they're going through this, there's so many stories that we tell ourselves about um, why they're upset or what their anger or their pain means about us. What does it say about us? Hmm. You know, and, and compounded a million times if the partner's issue is something to do with you, right? You know, um, Again, a partner could have a bad day at work or they could have heard some sad news or they could have gotten just mel melancholy. And that mm -hmm. has that alone can be very challenging for the spouse or the partner, the other partner to handle in, in a um, in a in a compassionate way. But and then it compounds if the reason why they, their other partner is upset is because something they did. Mm -hmm. So it's like. There's and, and, and I go in the article I go through what some of the reasons are for, for that and what we need to do what we can do to overcome that and uh, learning how to care and learning how to show empathy and compassion for our partner is key because we like you said we all need that we all are sometimes in a bad space and sometimes we even bad space about our partner you know and building up the personal fortitude and the resilience and the emotional muscle and strength to show empathy and compassion for your partner. It's really a personal journey about you. It's very little about your relationship. It's mm -hmm. nothing to do with the way they speak to you or the way they show up or anything like that. It, you know, of course, if your partner is respectful and kind, that makes a big difference. But if your partner who's going through something is angry or bitter or disrespectful i still maintain that it behooves each and every one of us to learn how to show empathy and compassion and that journey is about being able to accept yourself mm. first because um i don't know is this still interesting to you or definitely no okay. no please do <laughs> so the, the 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 trigger usually is is that when your partner shows up with some sort of pain, it touches a sad story that you have about yourself. Mm. And when you connect to that sad story about yourself, you become defensive or you become 
um, angry or you become distant. Everyone deals with distant. Mm. People have so many different responses, none of which is what your partner really needs. Your partner doesn't need you to be angry and your partner doesn't need you to become start getting defensive or cold because you can't handle the fact that your partner has an issue. Mm. How dare your partner be sad or how dare your partner be not in a good mood or why are they taking their bad mood and throwing it on me or you know oh if they're upset about this relationship then you know let them go deal with it mm. i mean all of that is total bs you know what i mean that's not, that's not helpful in your relationship at all right and yet for many of us when our partner shows up with any type of attitude or emotional base other than kindness we jump right to that place like mm. you you deal with your own issues yep so our journey to being able to really be there for our partner begins with mm. us not being affected from their, you know, making space for them to have, mm -hmm. to be a human being, you know, for them to be human. I recognize so that so much. It's just, that really, ooh, ooh, that really, you know, the funny is, I've just been through this a couple, a couple months ago. I've experienced, it's so crazy. I couldn't help this guy. Okay. And I spoke with him a couple times and I had a purse. I just couldn't help him. I was so, I'm, I'm getting frustrated right now when I'm thinking about it. I just could not helping. And I asked and I wondered and I was like, why am I just not getting through to this guy? Why am I, you know, what, what for me personally, when I'm helping someone, when I'm coaching somebody, in the first 10, 15 minutes, I'm on coach mode. I'm like, oh, okay, listen and, you know, try to connect the dots. And the, and the, after 15 minutes, I let go, take a couple of breaths, and then I get in the zone. And then I okay. do it all from instinct, all from, you know, it's all natural. Wow. It's all just, cool. it all comes from God. I don't know where, I truly think it comes from God. I don't, yeah. I don't, put, it's effortless. I don't put any effort in it. I don't, you know, it's no system at place, nothing. Uh -huh. But I knew with this guy, I kept like I remained in coach mode. I couldn't connect with him on a personal level. I couldn't open up my soul to them. I couldn't right. truly let it all in and feel it. Like I, I, I decide when I listen to somebody, when they tell me this story, I choose to feel it. I truly, truly feel it. Sometimes I cry. Sometimes I'm angry. And with this guy, I couldn't feel it. And then right. just weeks later, I discovered when I talked to my own coach, this guy was just way too similar to me. It was exactly ah. a copy of me. And I, right. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't just, to that part inside of me, I couldn't connect to that part. It's just, there's too much, like, there's too much pain, too much residual left still there to truly connect with that part. That's a process that I'm, you know, I'm probably always being there in that process until the day I die, right? Uh -huh. And... I couldn't just, I couldn't reach in and grab that. And I think that's for a lot of guys and, 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 and women as well that, you know, some places are so sensitive and so painful that you're not ready to get to go there yet, right? right. Let's say yeah. communication, maybe you've been, you know, maybe you've never been able to talk in your household when you were a kid. Maybe they never took you serious. Maybe they always, you know, told you you were complaining or maybe, you know, and that, that could be a reason for you to not open up your mouth about anything, right? Be passive. 
and if you truly want to discuss that you're gonna have to open up and that oof, they can hurt man they will hurt yeah mm -hmm. they'll really hurt right it's hard because everybody has their own you know everybody has their own wounds and that's a big part of you know what's called a mago therapy i think we once talked about this mm -hmm. in one of your previous podcasts but the idea is that you know we learn to support each other in the ways that our other partner needs us to be. Mm. And, and, and again, you know, it's so important, your mindset, you know, and there's so much stuff on the internet and on Twitter in general, I think in the our corner of Twitter, I always have, uh, I try to put out something like anti red pill, like every day, you know, just one. I like one that. Little, I like that. I like that. One little, one little jab, yep. you know, and that's uh, good. It's, it's not that I. It's not that I, I. It's not that I dislike the red pill necessarily. I. I do believe, as some of the commenters on some of my tweets have mentioned, that I do believe there's a lot of wisdom there, and there's a lot of positive messages for men. You know, mm. absolutely. You know? Yeah. Um, but on the you know, my overall framework is that you know we're a team. You know, husband and wife, man and woman, we're a team, and, um, you know. Part of my job in our relationship is that is to help you help her mm -hmm. become whole and um, not just spiritually, but emotionally and physically. Those are two big pieces of the puzzle. Uh, spiritually, we're already connected because we're soulmates, so we got that going. But on top of our souls, less uh, lies in a whole emotional dimension and on top of the emotional dimension lies our physical dimension mm. and it's like you got to kind of go through the physical then you get to the emotional and then mm. you can touch the spiritual mm. you know and if you're separated and the emotion on the physical level and you just can't get your structure of your relationship and you can't have conversations and you can't make love and you can't you know work out the day-to-day -day physical connection that you need or somebody's cheating or like it's it's not a healthy physical relationship then the emotional level gets completely screwed up mm. right all these emotions and then if the emotional level is completely screwed up where there's no trust and there's no love and there's no goodwill and there's no you know respect then the spiritual level turns cold and dry and yep. we end up separating yeah so we have to kind of work through all those layers mm. so let's say i'm a guy i'm not having sex with my wife we're arguing every day i'm walking on eggshells she's nagging me i'm very upset she's very upset you know we try to keep it cool for the kids everything is exactly how i don't want it to be can you give me some practical tips of what i can change right now what can i start to do right now that will immediately give me a little bit of relief yes Absolutely. And by the way, I have a whole guide on this that you can get for free at my website. You just have to go to davidchildman.com. Beautiful. And, we'll and put the link in that description. Yeah, just uh, join my email list and you have a whole, um, what's called, I have two guides up there. One's called Recreating Intimacy, which mm. would be a, a, apropos for the scenario that you said. Yeah. And then I have a more detailed one on creating amazing appreciations. So the first, you know, the first principle that we have to understand is that um, we function on three planes. 
we function on the plane of thought, hmm. speech, and action. So we have thought, speech, and action, right? Those are the three ways that we communicate to the world, that we exist in the world. Um, in your scenario where th things are just totally horrible, right, that you're giving me, the, 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 the made-up scenario where, where you're not getting along and things like that, hmm. um, and you're arguing and you haven't been intimate and things like that. So... Um, the first step is that we have to connect to our, um, we have to connect to gratitude. Mm -hmm. That's the number, that's the number one ingredient in this situation. There's two major things that we have to focus on. Um, the first one is called gratitude. So we need to learn how to notice the positives and mm -hmm. then we need to, at the same time that we're noticing the positives, push out the negatives. So mm. it's, it's, it's a practice. It's like meditation, you know. I've spoken to so many people, and they're telling me the story about their relationship, what's, what's going on. And what I'm hearing in my ear is that, wow, this man really loves you. And what they're telling me is that, you know, he's a jerk, and he's a this, and he's a that. You know, and they're telling me it through the stories of what happened. Mm. You know, let's just, say, let's just say somebody gives you a story while... Well, he, you know, he went out to buy me jewelry and he knows that I don't like this blue stone, but he bought me this blue ring and now I'm in a really weird situation and he spent so much money and da 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 right? So what I'm hearing is that, wow, she, number one, she has a man in her life, which many women would do anything to have a man in their life. There Absolutely. are so many women all over the internet that are complaining that they're single. Absolutely. So that's, number two. Um, Twitter's full of them. What was that? Twitter is full of them. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, he loves her. Mm. You know, he, he loves her. Number three, he's willing to spend money on her. Mm. Number four, he's willing to go out of his way and take an action and go um, get her something. Right. So that that's what I hear. I hear that here's a guy who's head over heels in love with you. Mm. You know, what she's seeing is that he was rude because he didn't talk to her first before buying this major purchase. He didn't buy her the ones that he should he should already know that she likes, you know. And now she's got to go return it, or maybe she can't return it. Or maybe she now she's forced to wear a ring that isn't really of her liking. Mm. So, all six of those things that I said, or seven of those points, are true. It is true that he loves her. It is true that he's willing to spend money on her. It is true that he took his time. It is true that she has a man. And it is true that he was thoughtless, and you know, he there was some lack in his thought. And it is true that she's going to have to wear a ring that she doesn't like, and it is true that he should have talked to her. All these things are true. Mm. It's just a question of what you're willing to put your focus on yeah. at any given moment in time. Definitely, yeah. So once you do that and you learn how to notice the positives, that's the second step is you've got to learn how to express it. I noticed that when you bought me the ring, and then you have to associate it with an emotion. So I noticed mm. that when you went out and bought me a ring, it felt very um, comforting to me or felt very loving to me that you took your mm. time and went out and got me something or that you were willing to spend this large sum of money to buy me something, right? So it's the same thing. Let's just say the guy goes to the grocery store. She says to him, you know, can you pick up milk, eggs, and peanut butter from the grocery store? And he comes back with milk and eggs and he forgets the peanut butter, right? So again, you can focus on the fact that he forgot the peanut butter and there's nothing wrong with that. It's true. He did. He forgot the peanut butter. I'm not he denying did. that. Yep. But you could also focus on thank you for taking your time and the, and money and buying milk and eggs and focusing on the fact that you have another person in your life 
that is willing to do that for you. Like, yep. That's huge. Yeah. Right? When you right. So that's that's what I would that's the first stage I would take my clients in is making that shift mm. in their mind from seeing the negative to seeing the positive and then also learning how to express it. Mm-hmm. When you do that, you build up goodwill in your relationship. I mean, you just build up a beautiful, pleasant feeling. Your partner feels seen. They feel heard. They feel appreciated. They feel mm-hmm. loved. I mean, come on. How much negativity can exist in an environment where twice a day you're sending your your partner lovely messages about positive things you've noticed about them? How mean can they be to you after mm-hmm. all? I mean, you know what I mean? I That's feel that. Thing. Yeah, I feel yeah. that definitely. Would, would, yeah. Don't you think that'd be a good idea? Absolutely. Nice? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's funny how it's similar, how all forms of coaching and therapy have these similar things. It's very similar to performance coaching when people get into, you know, um, get into like tiny details and completely eat themselves up. And I have to like pull them back, give them an overview and tell them, bro, you have to be very, very extremely grateful to be able to worry about such minor things in your life, right? Mm-hmm. You put yourself in a situation, you can be proud of yourself and be grateful that you put yourself in a situation to be bothered by a coffee addiction, right? A lot of people <laughs> would trade that for being homeless and, oh, yeah. you know, debt, you know, losing the family. There's a lot of crazy things happening in the world. You just have a sleep problem. We'll, we'll you know, we'll fix that. <laughs> It'll be <laughs> okay. Easy. Yeah, you know, the money's easy. coming in. The business is going great, but you're yeah. just too overtired, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. What a horrible problem. To yeah. Have, you know? <laughs> I think that's, you know, that's the first step. Like you say, you know, what a bad problem that you have someone in your life who's willing to go to the store at command and get exactly. you milk and eggs that's just exactly inc- wow that's beautiful there's so many people alone i have like co-workers at 30 32 33 and they they don't like they have nobody in their life but I, i'm i'm 30 and i have someone in my life eight years that's that's crazy i mean eight yeah. years you know and so i every time when i think about that i think about wow i could have been someone on Tinder, trying to get some attention and recognition, and maybe you know some kiss and smooching, and I, I could have been that guy, you know, just on the internet, lost, trying to find right. some, or lonely, find some, lonely. You know, lonely, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when you, I mean, there's so many blessings that we have in our day to day, and a big part of you know, now this, okay, so that should I go on with step two, or we're good, or you want to move on to? Go ahead, you got you, you go yeah. ahead, yeah. Yeah. So the next thing after we focus on this mind shift, this paradigm shift, so that, you know, and again, I haven't, don't forget, I haven't relieved necessarily any issues. Mm-hmm. Notice how I haven't actually talked about any of the issues that they're having with each other, right? So the next thing is, um, so that would be thought, right? Thought, thought this uh, uh, noticing is thought, expressing in gratitude messages is speech. And then action is um, acts of loving kindness, mm. okay? Anybody can do acts of loving kindness. You know, I think I may have mentioned this story um, once before on your, I believe it was on your podcast, but um, about, it's probably been about 10 years already since this happened, but there was a time when I was kind of going through some t- rough times in my marriage and in just my family in general with business and this and that, mm. and also just personal issues, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not immune. I'm just like everybody else. You know, I, 
things get hot under the collar sometimes, absolutely. And I decided that um, in order for me to recreate the goodwill, which it didn't feel like there was much of at mm. the time, <laughs> um, I was going to do something, uh, a kindness for my wife and kids with no expectation of anything in return. Mm. Just zero, no expectation. Meaning I, if, if they didn't even say thank you for it, I would be okay. Yeah. So it had to be something that I'd be willing to do yeah. that if I don't get a thank you, I'm okay. And what I decided to do is I decided to make my wife breakfast every day, like a gourmet kind of breakfast. So I made her um, certain types of eggs that she likes. She likes them in a very specific way mm. with these homemade crackers that I would make for her or, you know, all this kind of like, it was like, a, it took me, it didn't take that long, but it was a very specific, delicious breakfast that she mm -hmm. liked. And then um, I made my kids uh, homemade waffles every day where I would mix the flour and the milk and the you know butter and whatever else and made the batter and would prepare for them waffles every day. And I did this for about four years every day. And um, it was one of the most, more, most transformational experiences for me. Hmm. Be because what happened was that first of all it starts off the day with such a beautiful you know breakfast in bed type feeling right and we, we could have just gotten into a fight the night before hmm. you know what i'm saying and yet in the morning i show up with you know my little tray of this delicious homemade meal that i made for her. and i have to be honest with you there were many times where i just was like stirring those eggs and being like oh my gosh she's such a you know this and that and <laughs> i hate her and i can't believe i'm doing this and when is this going to be over and you know maybe, or, or maybe put sprinkle a little something in there <laughs> <laughs> you know i maybe one day i have to admit sometimes i wouldn't put any salt on it so <laughs> she <can't... laughs> And she had to say thank you, even though it didn't taste good. You know, mm -hmm. whatever. <laughs> Those are, shh, don't say my secrets. But um, it was transformational for me. Because yeah. what that did for me is it said, I can, it taught me the primary message. Mm -hmm. I can love you and act like I love you, even if I'm not feeling it right now. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's something we all can do. Yep. You know? We can, we can do that, and when we do that, we transform ourselves because we we teaching ourselves that I'm able to act without the thought and the feeling supporting it. Hmm. I have the ability to do something even if I'm not wholeheartedly there. I can fake it till I make it. Yep. And that's a big distinction, I'm sure, in coaching, especially in high-performance coaching, you probably have a big you probably just like just do these three steps every day. I don't care if you feel like it or not. I don't care every if you day do anything for you or not. I don't care if you're seeing results or not. Just mm -hmm. do those three steps every day yep. and let's see what happens in a month or six months or something like that. You know, and when you treat your relationship in that same way where you're able to do an act of kindness or you increase in your kindness, notice I haven't said anything about the underlying problem yet. Mm -mm. You know, you are, transforming your ability to connect to another person and uh and yes we do have to deal with issues and we do have to find out what's the just, you know the negative thing going on between you but it's really hard to talk about that negative thing when you're not noticing the positives of your partner in mm -hmm. your thought when you're not saying anything nice to them so you're not expressing any gratitude and you're not doing anything nice for them and then my clients come to me and they say oh 
well, she did this or he did that or he's not doing this. And I'm just like, whoa, we got to take a step back, you know, and start building this foundation of trust and love and goodwill. Mm-hmm. And once we've done that for a few months and the temperature has been turned down, that's when we can more focus on some of these, you know, what's the other issues that are coming between you. Definitely. You set this, you set the mood, you set the table, right? You know, you, I got that. I got you. That's pretty smart, man. That's pretty smart. Got a couple of practical right. tips. So if people, <laughs> people listen and watching right now, if you still get divorced after listening and watching to this, you're an idiot. Okay. You're an idiot. I don't know what you're doing, man. <laughs> Thank you so much though, man. That's a lot of wisdom, man. That's a lot of wisdom. Yeah. Beautiful. One thing that I have is I have this couples workshop, you know, Mm. and it's really fantastic. It's, you know, so many people have marriage therapists and they say, oh, we've been to a marriage therapist before. We've been to couples counseling, Mm. right? And um, usually couples counseling, um, I have to be honest, oftentimes is a very dangerous place for a couple to go Mm. because they both walk in there and then they both have, like, they both feel like they have this get out of jail free card where they can just drop it on the table and let out all of their issues, you know, because mm. you're supposed to be transparent. You're supposed to be honest. You're supposed to tell it like it is in front of the therapist, you know, and and that is a disaster, total disaster, mm. you know, and uh, what I do, which is very different is, first of all, I work with my wife. So for the women, they have another woman to speak to, which is really helpful for them. But the second thing is that I work with each member completely separately for at least three or four sessions. Hmm. And I get to know each one, where they're coming from, what's really going on behind the scenes. And coach, you wouldn't believe if I were to tell you, you hear one side of the story Hmm. and your mind is like, oh my gosh, this is like totally, I can't believe this woman's putting up with this guy. and And then when you hear his side of the story, your jaw completely drops. <laughs> you probably have a lot of crazy stories, yeah. Yeah. And and there's no way to bring these two people. The topics are too explosive to mm. bring them together on. So what I do is I prepare them each. I listen and then I choose a topic. Let's say there's ten topics on this side and five topics on this side. I'll choose one. I'll prepare the woman and the man separately. And then at some point we will all meet together and we will talk about it like adults and completely safe, no criticism, no blaming, no Mm. nothing. And we actually can work through real problems. And it's just fantastic. Beautiful, man. You got a beautiful, very beautiful, (laughs) rewarding job, man. That's beautiful. (laughs) Couple workshop, was it right? On your website, dovidfeldman.com. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Definitely, definitely. People got to check that out, especially during this quarantine when you want to beat up your husband or your wife. You know, first Uh go to dovidfeldman.com before you beat her up. Okay. That's right. Thank you so much, Dovid, man. You have anything you want to leave us with before we uh, get back to quarantining? (sighs) Um, Yes. Um, first of all, uh, follow Coach on Twitter for sure. Thank you. And um, he's got a lot of inspire. You've got tons of inspiring, beautiful quotes and beautiful, you know, wisdom. And you're like an up and coming, you know, energetic, youthful presence there. So it's really nice to see all the wonderful things that you write about. And like you said, the different topics and all these different things. So it's great. I, I love seeing your feed every day. Um, and, uh, if you want, you can follow me on Twitter as well. I have a very, 
I kind of like to press people's buttons every once in a while. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess the other thing that I wanted to say is that you know, uh, I wrote this this morning on Twitter about relationship miracles can happen and they mm. can happen to you. So, um, it's never too late. It's mm-hmm. never too late. Um, I know that there's always situations where it's extremely challenging, and I get that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not one to minimize anybody's personal challenges or relationship challenges. Um, that being said, um, with all my experience, I've seen many turnarounds from some of the worst situations to some of the best situations. So you can do it too. Don't second guess yourself. Definitely. I believe that as well, 100%. If you want it. Yeah. If you want it, thank you so much, Dovid, man. Thank you, as usual. Beautiful conversation, beautiful tips for people, as for me as well. I like it, and uh, I would love, love to have you back on, man, as usual. Of course, of course. Thank you, Looking bro. Forward to it. Stay safe, okay? You too. All right, thank you. <laughs>